fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hold on, I'm not ready yet. I still got to get some of this stuff in the system here. Holy cow, it's been a day and I have a lot we're going to try and cram into this program today for a post-Monday celebration. Welcome into the Voice of Reason, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station all over the country. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Your Millennial General reporting for duty. Welcome into a Tuesday here. Coming up, bottom of the hour, Gretchen Waller. She, We've had her on the program before. She is author of a few different books. Her latest one, Born to Fight, Lincoln and Trump, the comparison between the two. We're going to talk with her. How do you collapse a society in nine months? Because it seems like it's almost there, right? Feeling a little scared? Feeling a little worried about what's going on under the Biden administration? Yeah, we'll get to all that and more coming up at the bottom of the hour. We have... Some concerning news economically, obviously cramming to this uh, infrastructure bill in. What's that going to look like? We have Americans now that have never been in our entire existence as a nation, and you as an individual have never been in so much debt in your entire life than you are right now. Is that true for everybody? Probably not. I've been on the works to try and get out of debt. I know a lot of people have been trying to take the opportunity during the last year with the COVID pandemic to get out of debt. Has it worked? Hopefully it has for some individuals. Others, they have unfortunately had to go on to these social programs and didn't really get to go and move anywhere with that. Now... There's a different story. Obviously, we have a labor shortage. We have restaurants needing work. We have distribution centers needing work. We have processing companies needing work. We have truck driving companies needing work. We have workers all over the place that need help. And yet there are some that just choose not to do so. As uh, CNS CNS News reported last week that near 100, uh, 100 million individuals in the country within working age are still not in the workforce. While they try to tell us that the unemployment rate is dropping. Is there something weird and funky going on there? I think it is. So we'll get to that here in just a little bit as well. Welcome in. We're all over the place. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, twitch.tv, Instagram, TikTok, ourfreedombook.com, and, of course, the website at whosyourreason.com. There's a few things I want to touch on. We have some audio clips of Rand Paul, who is my new favorite hero. Got to admit. Now, I've liked him for a long time. I've been a big fan of Rand Paul for a very long time. Ron Paul I still like as well, his father. He's a little extreme for me at times, very libertarian. Nothing wrong with that, but I don't always agree with Ron Paul as much. Rand Paul, a little bit more on the conservative end than the libertarian end, still a wonderful guy, and he's killing it when it comes to this COVID-19 stuff and exposing what's really going on with the agenda from the government. And I'm telling you, I got into a discussion on social media today, which I shouldn't have. I don't like doing social media discussions. I've really limited myself from that negative cesspool that is people trying to call you out, trying to do the name calling, trying to just ignore everything you do. Name one person that's actually had their opinions changed on social media. Yeah, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. So why waste any time doing it? I'd like to poke the bear once in a while and just share some things on there that just trigger a lot of people, which I don't see anything wrong with that. I don't know why, but... I got into a discussion today about some quote, what is fact and what is not fact and what is true and what is not true. And let me tell you something. If it is, it, 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 this is me personally. Take this as you will. Call me the crazy conspiracy theorist. Call me the crazy nut job. Call me the crazy extremist or the wackadoodle. I don't really care. 
But my personal opinion, if it comes from a government agency telling you something about COVID-19, then it is probably, in my humble opinion, completely false and a bunch of crap. I just don't know. And it's the NIH. It's the CDC. It's the FDA. It's literally the agencies that are controlling. I know. And if they come out with any information, I'm going to walk the other direction until I prove otherwise from outside sources that what they're saying is actually validated and true. That's just my personal opinion. Take it as you will. Don't take it as you I don't really care. But if they say, if the CDC, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention from the federal government, that's supposed to be the agency that, you know, like makes us live because they try to keep bad viruses out of society and they're the ones that try and contain this stuff and try and approve certain things or hold a certain standard for food or for whatever. It's more the FDA, but still, both of them, if they do that, I'm walking the other direction. I don't care what they have to say in any way, shape, or form, especially the NIH that is run by Dr. Fauci. I just don't care. So we'll get to that here in just a minute as well because Rand Paul, God bless him, really rocking it with those guys and, uh, and calling them out for the lies and the misrepresentations and the misinformation that they're claiming that we're doing that they're actually the ones doing. Again, if a Democrat's speaking and blaming you for something, 95% of the time, it's because it's what they've done and they're trying to project it onto somebody else so that way they can look holier than now. That is the progressive agenda. They don't have any sense of you know personal responsibility. They don't have any sense of actually taking responsibility for what they've done on their own. They don't have any... Uh, mindset to look in the mirror and say, wow, maybe I should make myself a better person. And I'm not talking a party here. I'm talking more the progressive uh, the mindset, the ideology that some actually live by. They just don't have that. They don't have that self-reflection mode in their brain to look and say, wow, maybe I should work uh, to make myself a little bit better. They say, no, they're doing it. So therefore, we're going to hate on them because we're projecting. And that's the way, unfortunately, that we live in the world today. Not a whole lot of people taking responsibility for their actions. I want to get to all that here in just a minute. But I really I wanted to do this yesterday. Didn't get a chance to. And it's kind of off the political beaten path here for a moment. Because I really want to talk about this for just a second. About this concert that happened over the weekend. Uh, this astro world where eight people ended up dying because people rushed the crowd. It rushed the stage. Now, from what I understand, I don't know this rapper this singer, Travis Scott, I don't know anything about him. Never heard his music. I'm not a rap guy. If you look at my persona from people watching me on the video stream, if you're personal friends with me or uh, in any way, shape, or form know anything about me, I'm more of a rock guy. I'm more of a metal guy. I like to go to rock concerts and to metal concerts. I went to one Thursday, and I'm finally just getting my voice back today because even yesterday it was still a little rocky because I screamed too much. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't know this guy. Don't know anything about him. However... I do know from hearing from people that do listen to him, I do know from people that have attended his concerts before, and I do know from looking up and reading about him a little bit that this is not an abnormal thing that goes on at his concerts with people rushing the stage because he wants that, and he does that at his concerts. Now, I don't know how big this crowd was at Astro, what is it, uh, at what Astro World? I don't know how big this crowd was, 20,000, 30,000 people. 50,000 people. I don't know. It was a lot of people. And now there are, according to the mainstream media, there are quote-unquote conspiracy theories out there saying that it was a quote-unquote satanic conspiracy of him wanting some type of quote-unquote blood sacrifice. I'm not making this up. This is the headline on Drudge Report right now where they're trying to mock those that are saying that it's a conspiracy theory 
that he is a Satanist and that he was trying to rush the stage in order to kill people for a quote-unquote blood sacrifice for his satanic demonic uh, presentation that he was doing. Believe that or not believe it, I don't really care. I do enjoy symbolism. I do enjoy conspiracy theories, so I take them with a grain of salt. Sure, let's listen to it. What do you have to say? And I will say that the symbolic messages and the symbolic signs and the symbolic things that he did is kind of interesting. And for those that do go down that road of conspiracy theories that, you know, everybody in this really big world of, you know, mainstream media and the news outlets or the artists or the Hollywood stars or the singers, that they go through this weird satanic conspiracy cult. Again, I'm not there to say that that's what's happening because I don't know. I don't know the guy, don't know anything about him, and I don't really care. But what I will say, from my knowledge of music and for those that, again, that know me or listen to me in any way, shape or form, I do enjoy music. I enjoy lots of different types of music. I do not enjoy the pop uh, contemporary crap. I don't enjoy the new mainstream country that sounds like pop contemporary crap with a twang to it that pretends to be country. I'm singing about drinking beer in my truck, listening to my Blu-ray DVD and my Bluetooth phone. That's not country. Stop it. It's my little rant there for a second. I don't enjoy rap. But I enjoy just about everything else. I enjoy classic rock. I enjoy classical music. I enjoy. I can even get into opera at times. I can listen to everything under the sun except for the new contemporary stuff. So, again, I don't know this guy. But what I will say with my knowledge is, again, I went to a concert on Thursday last week. It was a very, very hard, heavy metal, death metal, screaming, double bass, jumping up and down, mosh pit type of show. I have been to many of those. I will say... That in all of the death metal concerts that I have gone to, uh, whatever you want to call it, whatever, you know, subgenre of metal, deathcore, metalcore, heavy metal, whatever you want to call it, doesn't matter. For, the, for those that don't listen to any of that kind of music, I, I have no clue what he's talking about right now. But what I will say of all the concerts that I've went to, it is like a massive music festival crammed into one tiny little venue. You get 1,000 to 2,000 people into a tiny venue that holds like 500 people. You are shoulder to shoulder, you jump up and down, and then when the heavy metal music begins, you start to mosh, the mosh pit. And I'm sure you've seen videos of it. If not, you can go to YouTube and check it out. Of people shoving each other, of pushing each other, of crowd surfing and jumping on top of each other, of swinging your arms and hitting people. It's really essentially the right to release some aggression and punch people, Oh, and it's okay to do so. And I jump into the mosh. I don't punch anybody, but I, you know, do the little shoving, running around, hitting people. You know, you lower the shoulder like a, you're doing a football tackle, and you go about it. When I always joke with my wife, like if you come back with a cracked rib and a black eye, you know it was a good show. That's my little joke. I have gotten hurt in a few of those, but no one has ever died. I have seen young kids lose teeth. I have seen I, myself. I have cracked a rib. I have had a good time. I <laughs> people are like Andy. Oh my gosh, what is wrong with you? Again, you get out your aggression, you have some fun, you listen to the music, you feel the music, you have a good time, and you move on with your life. If I can do that a couple times a year, I feel great. All of the, I'm a happy-go-lucky guy, and it's because you have that channeling to release that aggression, and that's how you do it. It's a great time. In all my years of going to these metal shows, I've never seen anybody die. This is a rap concert. Don't know if they do mosh pits at a rap concert. A rap concert of a festival of an Astro World festival with 50,000 people where they rush the, rush the stage. I have seen venues be rushed to the stage. I have yet to see anybody die. So I find that kind of interesting. Because 
you would think in my type of venues that I go to, in my type of concerts, that people would be severely hurt or died. And I think when Mosh Pits really started in the late 90s, early 2000s, I think there was a few deaths, but they really stopped it. In fact, for the super angry music that I listen to, everybody tries to claim that it's satanic and evil and devilish music because they're screaming in loud basses. Not true, by the way. It's stupid. And it's just people that don't understand the music, which is okay. You don't have to like it. don't have to understand it. It's not satanic. It's not devil. Unless it's actually a band that tries to promote that, which is really dumb. And I don't listen to those. When we do a mosh pit, if someone falls down in the mosh pit, when people are running around, jumping up and down, shoving people, hitting people, whatever. When someone falls down, the mosh pit stops. And everybody picks them up to make sure they're okay gets them out of the way, and then they continue on again. It's what happens. The concert I went to on Thursday last week, that's what happened. These massive metal festivals, you go to like Waken or Wacken, whatever you call it, out in Europe. Rock on the Range, it's always down in Oklahoma. I'm dying to go there one of these days. Uh, There's one in Ohio that goes near Columbus area every single year, too. Dying to go to that one. The middle of these massive... Now, you're talking festivals of 200, 250,000 people. When mosh pits start... Someone falls down, they stop, you pick them back up. In fact, the bands themselves stop the music at times to make sure that they get back up and that they're okay before they continue on with the music and people continue on with the mosh pit because it's safe. So I don't know how to feel about this one other than the fact that it is very strange that we're the ones classified as evil and angry, but yet these festivals here, they rush the stage, eight people die, and no one stops. No one helps them up. No one gets them out of the way. In fact, the singer, Travis Scott, mocked the EMS trying to get through the crowd of people to get to the injured individuals. To me, that's a little messed up, man. Just saying. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, welcome back. 24 minutes past the hour. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on that concert thing. I just find it interesting that, I mean, for most, I guess if you don't go to concerts, you don't really think about it. You don't really think about what goes on there, kind of the the proper way to handle certain situations. But I find it interesting where, I mean, we, in rock concerts and metal concerts, you go there, you go with the intent to do a mosh pit, to, you know, you know, bump around, hit some people, have a good time. But yet you always do it with these safety thoughts and loving everybody and having a good time because you pat each other on the back. You knock someone down, you pick them. I, I I've been knocked down. I've knocked other people down. You pat them. You, know, you, you pick them up. You pat them on the back. You can go about your business. It's fun. It's a great time. It's just us to let loose a little bit and kind of roughhouse a little bit. Kind of like what masculine guys used to be able to do before we had to start turning into beta males. <laughs> See what I did there? So that's why I enjoy it. But then we have a concert here where it's a rap show and they try to rush the stage and a few people get trampled, the artist does not stop, doesn't care, continues on when he knows something weird's going on. I mean, we've heard some of the internal audio of what was going on. Some of the uh, people in the back running the boards being like, hey, there's someone that's hurt. Maybe you should stop that. And got mad to, hey, don't tell me to stop the music. Hey, don't tell me to be concerned about this. Mocked the EMS when it was trying to drive through the crowd trying to get to the people that probably could have been saved if they actually had some medical attention in the middle of this crazy crowd, and nothing was done. I'm not saying that he's trying to promote some kind of weird Satanist sacrifice. I am saying that uh, it was managed poorly, and this doesn't seem like it is a irregular thing to happen to a Travis Scott concert. I don't, again, I don't know anything about him, and I could be way off there, but from what I've heard, the people that do go to his shows and that do listen to him and that knowing his mindset is that he's had a history of this and unfortunately just no one has died fortunately in other shows but this time it did at a major festival so i find that extremely sad i find it extremely concerning and i hope that he does get charged for negligence at least at minimum for inciting a riot or inciting that and then continuing on and mocking those that try to tell him to stop during the performance something needs to be done there Again, you go to a metal show, we have some more civility than that. We actually have more common sense and decency than that because we make sure everybody's all right. That's all I got to say about that one. I want to get into some latest in what's trending. What do you say? What's trending today? All right, let's shift gears a little bit here. Rand Paul has been my hero for a while, and he's been going after him. The latest, going after Fauci, asking him to resign because of these shenanigans that Fauci's been doing. Again, I said this at the beginning of the show, if any report, at least again, in my humble opinion, any report that comes out from the federal government in any way, shape or form, if you have the president of the United States up there, if you have the head of the CDC or head of the FDA saying this is what's going on in the world, I would think the opposite and think that they're actually lying through their teeth because of how much they'd lied during this pandemic for power and for control and for tyranny and for these mandates to continue on. The fact that we're still promoting vaccine mandates at the federal level when we realize that natural immunity is working just as well, if not better than vaccines, 
uh, which all the studies are getting to, and Rand Paul talks about it in just a second. Rand Paul called out Fauci for the changing of the definition of gain of function, which you know what we are paying the Wuhan lab to do, gain of function. Can you manipulate the virus? Can you grow it? Can you make it more contagious? Can you make it more dangerous? Can, what can you do with these? That is gain of function. Can you gain the amount of function by this virus, which is what we were paying for, which is where the COVID-19 virus came from, and yet they changed the definition so that way it's not categorized under the COVID umbrella and they can be dismissed. Rand Paul calls them out on it. House issued the current policy. And coincidentally, I, I have coincidentally not changed the definition any definition. On the same day the NIH said that, yes, there was a gain of function in Wuhan, the same day the definition appeared, the new definition, to try to define away what's going on in Wuhan. Until you accept it, until you expect, accept responsibility, we're not going to get anywhere right. close to trying to prevent another lab leak of this dangerous sort of experiment. You won't admit well. that it's dangerous, and for that lack of judgment, I think it's time that you resign. But- Wow. Boom. Now, Fauci had a response. We'll play some of that when we come back later. When we come back, after the bottom of the hour, Gretchen Waller, she is the author of the book Born to Fight, Lincoln and Trump. We'll talk about that. The collapse of a nation. Is this contributing to what's going on in society? Plus, how much debt do you have? And is it worse than when we started this COVID-19 pandemic? That and more coming up. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Man, I tell you, the demise of the left is almost comical. Is almost comical if they weren't actually like affecting all of us. It would be fun to watch them because I have such a good feeling going into the midterm elections next year with what they're doing. We talked a little bit about it yesterday, is that the, the Biden administration has put the Democrats in such a bad place, the rock in the hard place, especially for swing districts. Look, they have the majority in the House of Representatives right now. A lot of it's because they won some very purple districts, very middle-of-the-road districts across the nation. And now they have to sit there and think, well, do I support national vaccine mandates or do I not? Because obviously there's a lot of industry in my district, and I don't want that to go away or a lot of people to walk away and and the uh, labor force go down in my district. I really want the economy to get booming again. Do I support this or do I not? 
Then you have the massive spending package. We just passed the infrastructure bill. They're all giddy about that one. Why 13 Republicans voted for that blows my mind. I don't really know. Shame on you for doing it because that does not put us in a good negotiating position at all. Just like Obamacare when it came out of committee and Republicans allowed it to come out of committee. And then on the floor, they're like, oh, we voted against it. We just didn't have the numbers to stop it. But you could have stopped it behind the scenes and you didn't. Meaning subconsciously, I think, later in the grander scheme of things, you wanted to happen and then play the victim that, well, we just couldn't do it. We just need the majority. I wonder if Republicans did that, too, for this one. Well, we're going to pass the infrastructure bill to look bipartisan, hold hands in Kumbaya going into the midterm elections next year. But we'll vote against the budget bill when the radical progressives that voted against it will support the federal budget reconciliation bill. And then they pass it. We can say, oh, we tried to stop it. We just didn't have the numbers. Typical politics, and it drives me nuts. Let's get into what's trending today. What do you say? What's trending today? With all of this that's going on between the massive spending packages, between the vaccine mandates, between inflation, it's got 5% inflation year over year, and some experts say that we could even see another 5% increase per month going into the end of the year. Compared to what we saw this time last year, just imagine that, and they think, oh, the economy's doing great. How long can we sustain something like this before we start to crumble and say we just can't deal any longer super excited to have back on the uh, as our guest today it's been way too long since we've had her on and i loved our conversation last time we had her on the program you can find her book born to fight lincoln and trump you can find her website at gretchenwaller.com gretchen's on the line with us right now gretchen how are you my friend I'm great. Thanks for having me again, Andy. Oh, it's great to chat with you. I loved our conversation last time with kind of the history and, and, and about your book with the comparison between Trump and Lincoln. And as we move forward now that we're past the Trump era, quote unquote, all of these issues that I just mentioned, this inflation rate that's massive. I just saw a headline today as well that U.S. households have more debt than ever before right now, hitting near two, uh, $286 billion additional of an increase uh, from the last quarter, sitting at $15.24 trillion is a new record for U.S. household debt across this nation. Gretchen, how long could we sustain something like that before we end up crashing? You know, I, I don't think we can sustain it very long at all. And you know what drives me nuts? You were talking about things that drove you nuts. It drives me nuts that Republic, our Republican Party does not learn from our history. We have <laughs> We have been here before. Yes, all of the, the trappings are kind of different, but we still have a republic, a, a Democratic Party who wants to take America in a different place than most Americans want it to go. In Lincoln's time, it was a slave nation. They could not tolerate the free election of a Republican president, of course, Abraham Lincoln. So they decided, let's have our own nation. And in 2020, they could not absolutely tolerate another term of Donald Trump, a Republican president, who was going to make America great again. And so they decided to take it their own way. They're not wasting any time. Abraham Lincoln said it best when he said, evil can't stand discussion. What kills the skunk is the publicity it gives itself. Mm. What a skunk wants to do is keep snug under the barn in the daytime. And when Donald Trump called out, the Democrats for being the sneaky, dirty skunks that they are. And they've been it for decades, perhaps even a century and a half at least. He called them out. They they hated him for that because they like to do what they want to do in a sneaky way. Um, now they're doing it out in the open. 
What they tend to do, though, is overplay their hand. And, you know, you said Trump era, quote unquote. I don't think we'll know that it's either over or continuing until after the midterms. So we need to find out exactly how how badly the Democrats are overplaying their hand and how many true fighters actually still exist in America. It's a great point. Now, the big question, like you mentioned, is how many are willing to go that distance and go to the extreme? I mean, the fact that we had the progressive end of the House of Representatives vote against the infrastructure package, the AOC and the B Squad and all those yahoos, they voted against it because it didn't go far enough. We're looking at a $1 trillion spending package. It's nothing more than a Green New Deal initiative under the false flag of infrastructure. And we had a few moderate Republicans, like you mentioned, not learn their lesson from before, vote to support it, to try and look bipartisan and happy hunky-dory. The progressives voted against it because while it's a radical bill, it didn't go far enough. I don't, I, I can't see them really siding with the rest of the Democrats, can you? I mean, the, the rest of the party's not going to go that far, are they? It's, it's just hard to say. The Democrats usually are really good about sticking together, as opposed to the Republicans, yeah. who it usually takes an extremely intelligent, assertive, aggressive leader to guide them. And I'm not sure we have that right now. Abraham Lincoln would have lost the southern states if the Republicans would have had their way. He had to fight until he was inaugurated, he thought he was going to lose the nation until, uh, you know, before his inauguration, which was in March. Mm-hmm. And he would have had it been for the Republicans because they were, there were so many people willing, let's just give in, let's compromise, and we would have lost the nation because of it. Our GOP, the Republicans today, have got to learn something from history. There's no room for compromise now. We have to stand up. We have to stand our ground. We have to fight. This is not business as usual. We're not going to just put Trump Republicans, let's just hide them. It's all over. It is not. The GOP is Trump's party now, and it has to to change. It It has to learn to fight. Yeah, they have to grow the spine. I've called out Republicans so for so many years calling them spineless because you're right. They try to cower. They try to cave. They try to look bipartisan when they vote in support for crap bills just because they want to look like they're reaching across the aisle. When the other side is the ones that refuse to compromise, they refuse to reach across the aisle, and they say either join us or you're the problem because you're not working in a bipartisan manner. But it seems like we've always had to fight the Republican Party. We've, As you mentioned, I mean, Lincoln had to fight the party to do what was best for him and the nation with the party dragging and kicking and screaming behind him. Ronald Reagan had to do the same thing. The establishment hated Ronald Reagan. Donald Trump, the Republican Party, hated Donald Trump until they actually were forced to get behind him. At what point does the party either clean up its act and work with us to work on it, or do the people finally say the Republican Party is not where this needs to be, and do you see a third-party revolt here? Well, I I do not want to see a third-party revolt. I want to see the Republican Party change. It, It might even need a new name. It needs something. But I think the Democrats have to go far enough. That's what happened in Lincoln. The Democrats just flat said, Uh, We're going to have our own nation. The Southern Confederacy was an illegitimate administration. Lincoln never recognized it as a nation. It was not a nation. They simply rebelled against 
fairness is what it was. And what did we have in 2020? They rebelled against what would have been fair and decided they were going to have their own, you know, we're going to destroy conservative Christian patriotic America in order to bring about mm, socialism, which is just idiocy. But we know the absurdity of the Democrats knows no bounds. But I don't think the Republican Party is really going to wake up until the Democrats take it too far. And they're headed in that direction. They are headed in that we direction. Need a strong leader to step up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which goes into the next question. I mean, back then they tried to walk away from the uh, from the Republican, try and start their own nation because they didn't like it. They wanted to trample the Constitution. Now, like you mentioned, they're doing the exact same thing. They want to trample the Constitution, get rid of it, burn it, call everybody that associates with it racist, and then try and start their own socialist utopia. Just as they failed back then because they obviously don't know what the hell they're doing, is that going to be the same thing here? Or have they financially bankrupted us so much that they could actually succeed this time? Uh, It all depends on who is going to stand up and fight. It took Lincoln. Without Abraham Lincoln, if he had not stood up and said, wait a minute, we're not going here, we would have been two nations by now. He was absolutely an aggressive, a strong fighter. He knew what the focus was, and it was to destroy this, this Democrat Southern Confederacy in order to bring America back together again, to make to make the, the true free America prevail. And Donald Trump was the leader who did it in one, you know, took four years. Yes, he had to fight. He had to fight all of that. But he got things done. He showed a lot of us what it meant to fight. Yeah. It's not about being nice. It's about standing your ground, knowing exactly what the goal is, and sticking to it. And confidence. Yeah. Republicans, yes, they're not used to fighting. It just it startles them. It makes them uncomfortable. They're so used to, you know, they need to learn from history. Yeah, they got to go along to get along. And that's what they do. We got to take a hard break here. Can you stick over one more segment with us? Sure. Uh, awesome. I love it. I want to touch on uh, the vaccine stuff, the COVID pandemic, and where this all fits into it, plus the elections we had last week with Virginia. And these school boards all around the nation, a lot of conservatives concerned about critical race theory, concerned about mask mandates. Where does this all fit in? And is this part of the revolution for conservatives to actually preserve the nation? I want to get into all that and more. It's Gretchen Waller, Born to Fight, Lincoln and Trump is the book. You can find her online, GretchenWaller.com. Lots more when we come back here on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Oh, it goes by so fast. Fastest hour of radio on radio, plus live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. Multiple radio stations, multiple TV stations. Thanks for hanging out today on a post-Monday celebration. We're talking with Gretchen Waller, author of the book Born to Fight, Lincoln and Trump. You can find her website at GretchenWaller.com. You can also find her book on Amazon and any other places. Books are sold as well. As we talk about the demise of society, are we going down that long road? Are we seeing a repeat of history? Because unfortunately, there's a lot of similarities going on here. Gretchen, let's talk about the elections that happened last week. Obviously, we had a major election in Virginia. Uh, the Democrats' stronghold, the, uh, what Biden won that one by, what, like 10 points? I mean, that was their big state. Republican ends up winning that one. Was it just because Terry McAuliffe was not the brightest candidate for the Democrats, or was it the grander scale of the vaccine mandates and the social distancing and the closing down of the economy and the inflation rates and the lack of uh, oil production in the country and the spending and all that? I mean, what was the symbolism? What was the meaning of the election results from last week? Well, again, it's, it's as simple as Democrats overplaying their hand. Um, I think you said it just a little bit ago. They haven't a clue what they're doing. None of their um, ideologies actually legitimately work in the real world. They want to take us somewhere that has not only been socialism, communism, Marxism, whatever you want to call it. It's all the same. It is a system that has nothing to do with the good of the people. Sure, oh, it, it's supposed to be, and ideally that is that is what it's going to... But it's never worked. And yeah. you know why? Because Democrats are never concerned about the people. It is only about their power, and it's about money, and it's about just just staying in charge. And I, I can't wrap my hand my head around exactly why the Democrats want what they want, but but it's just absurd. Whatever they want has nothing to do with the good of America. It has only to do with the good of themselves. And they overplay their hand just because they can't help themselves. Um, it's it's a this this huge absurd ball rolling down a hill and they don't know how to stop it. No. But they're the ones that got it going. And and that that is something they do. Um, but, you know, Donald Trump, he he there are so many Trump Republicans 
And Donald Trump still matters. They have not been able to eliminate him. The liberal left still has not gotten rid of him. And once he is back on the stage, it's, you know, there, there are things that are going to happen. I believe he's just biding his time. I know what a fighter he is and that he is not going to give up. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. I know he's planning something. It's just whether what it is, whether it's starting a new party, whether it's the social media stuff, getting messages out, whether it's running for office again. I have no idea, but you're right. I mean, Democrats, they're about the power. They're about the control. But yet at the same time, while they care so little about the people because it's all about their own personal gain and personal power and personal finances or whatever, they do so well at the messaging of emotion that gets so many people riled up of, oh, they're starting social programs not to control us because they truly, honestly care. And if you get rid of those social programs, then you're just killing people and they just really care about you because they want to do the best because they're looking out for the less fortunate. How people fall for this gullible argument drives me nuts because it doesn't make any sense to me. Exactly. It drives, it drives every sane person nuts, but they are exceptional at lying at at they're not bound by ethics by morality god is not on their platform they don't play the same game that we do they are warning uh, they are are wanting to destroy all conservatives the christian foundations of america founding principles that um have freedom as a part of it it's just absurd and their their hypocrisy is so so incredible. And of course, Abraham Lincoln had to deal with that. Slavery, yeah. he said, was, was the Democrats were so absurd. Slavery is a necessary evil, they first said. And then they said it's a positive good. If Lincoln hadn't stood up and said, stop, that's enough, it would have been tried in northern factories. All of these absurd things. And when the Southern Confederacy seceded, they said, we are fighting for our liberty. Yeah. Of course, their liberty to do what they want to enslave an entire race of people. It's wild. Uh, you're right. We are going through historical times because history does repeat itself. It's just what direction that we end up going and how many people end up wanting to stand up, recognize it, and try to fight it depends on where we're going to end at the end of the day. It's Gretchen Waller. You can check her out, GretchenWaller.com. The book is Born to Fight, Lincoln and Trump. Gretchen, it's always great to talk to you, my friend. We're out of time. we got to do it again soon. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. That does it for us today. Podcast up in just a little bit. We have way more guests coming up tomorrow and throughout the next, uh, the rest of the couple of weeks. So until then, be your own voice for reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.